Crowhill here. Today we review an IPA and discuss rights. Hello and welcome to Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill. Good evening, Pigweed. Good evening, Crowhill. And what's on your mind today? Well, I was going to see some music yeah. earlier and it got me thinking. Okay. So I was wondering... Fight your right to party? Yeah, I was wondering, is that in the Constitution? We have a right to party? Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, the is, pursuit is of it, happiness. Is it a natural right? <laughs> is it an unenumerated right? Um, okay, I think uh, Ringo's got to <laughs> take a little walk there. Uh, you know, I'm just so I'm just wondering right where, to party. where where our right to party where exactly the right falls and in, in uh, the question in the scheme of rights, where does <laughs> where does our right to party? Yeah, fall? and yeah. according to the Beastie Boys, sometimes you got to fight for that right. Okay, so I mean, apparently there are people trying to take away your right to party. Your, I don't know if it's God given, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but somewhere we have a right to party, and which, it's being which taken leads away. me to which leads us into Stone Delicious Double IPA. And this one is really substantially a double IPA. It's 9.4%. So, you know, a lot of times people say, why is it double? Is it twice? Well, this one is kind of twice. It's darn near. <laughs> That's like twice 4.7, which would be an ordinary beer. So, uh, All right. Well. Yeah. There you go. Let's uh, get in here. So what do we expect? We expect some maltiness. We expect a lot of hops. Yeah, we... I mean, it's ca it's California, and it's right. Budweiser clear, so I'm not looking for all that much maltiness. Uh, I'm mm. just expecting some heat and mm. some... Uh, hmm. I mean, I'm getting some maltiness, right, but I'm also getting some of that really strong hop flavor. That's very interesting, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, and as far as... Sticky resiny, I would say it's kind of on the low end of that. Yeah, you know, you yeah. usually do get some of that cloying, mm -hmm. sticky hops, but I guess that, I guess that's more more a matter of the yeah. hop choices that you use. Not a, not a lot. Are, There's a little no, bit, but not a lot of not, the sticky no, no, resiny. No, but I can't read it. A very very can't. strong hop flavor, and yeah, okay, very yeah. interesting. This yeah, is that's a, a that's strong that's, double IPA. That a, that's California double right there. Yep. All right. Very good stone. You guys do good work, mm. and uh, keep Ooh. keep sending the samples, and we'll review. Them. Yeah, let's see if I can get through the show here. That's right, nine point four. So, what is a right? Uh, what exactly is a right? I mean, we just throw the word around All so much. Yeah. You hear it absolutely everywhere. Yeah, you're violating my rights. What He's is, got uh, a right to this and a right to that. And I've got. Oh my gosh, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a right. What are we talking about here? Yeah, so exactly? if I have a right to life, does that mean that lightning can't strike me? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, what, what, is, what does it mean that I have a right to life? And does somebody, well, actually, this is this will lead right into our first division here. Right. Is it dependent on somebody else, someone ha granting you a right? Can you just, can you declare a right and everyone has to agree with it? Or what kind of consensus... Do well, you, you can go, you can declare your pronouns, and everyone else has to agree with it. <laughs> they do, <laughs> right? So, I don't know. Maybe you can declare a right. We, right. Should, we should work figure that out. What kind yeah. of what kind of rights do we want to declare? I have a right to drink beer whenever I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. uh, uh, yeah. Do you? I declare it. <laughs> I okay. declare that I have such a right. So, did you know that uh, when Judge Bork was nominated for the Supreme Court? They got mad at him because he did not believe in natural law. 
Oh. And when Clarence Thomas was uh, nominated to the Supreme Court, they got mad at him because he did believe in natural law. <laughs> so, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right. It's like a far side cartoon. Right. So, well, all right. So, well, let's, let's do this here because we've got inalienable, we've got unalienable, <laughs> and we've got natural rights, but I think we're all talking about the same thing here. According to, according to a movie, uh, that I watched as a kid that was about the signing of the Declaration of Independence, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson had a big argument about inalienable versus unalienable. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but right now, we're just going to freely use them, all three of them, but we mean the same thing when we yeah. say it. So the most important early treatise on natural law I read is Cicero's De uh-huh. Re Publica. Huh. Okay. And here's a, suppose will be a summary of it. Our human laws are but copies, more or less imperfect, of the eternal laws so far as we can read them, and either succeed and promote our welfare, or fail and bring confusion and disaster, according as the legislator's insight has detected the true principle, or has been distorted by ignorance or selfishness. So mm, this there's, is, a cer- there's a certain... Uh, Platonism, Platonism yeah, yeah. There's a Platonism to that. It's like, the, it's like there's this body of law that exists in the universe. That is, and, that is pure and perfect. And, and the role of the legislator is to discern it, and and, act. and we're going to have some sort of human flawed version of that, yes. but it, it yes. does exist. It, it sounds That's interesting. Very so that would be that would be that these laws exist in and of themselves, independent of us, and right. that would make them a natural law. Okay, yes. but you know, after the after the uh, the. Roman Empire, or this is actually that's the Roman Republic at the time. Yeah. So somewhere in the Roman Empire, all the way through the Enlightenment, that kind of got lost. Yeah. The divine right of kings and all of that. Bits. Well, there there is in in religious circles, there's the idea of the the conscience, and uh-huh. in, in a sense, that's sort of like a natural law, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, and and pr- probably not even only in religious settings. I mean, people people have a natural sense of right and wrong. To what to one degree or another that they just have from their conscience. Yes, but in the in the age of of kings, mm-hmm. he's not beholden to any of mm-hmm. that. Right, the kings were saying that that, that the, the king the, judges everybody and nobody judges the king. The natural law here is the divine right. Is that yes. I have been ordained, and so therefore what I do goes right, and what I say is the law, and uh, and so I think the enlightenment. Re- revive that n- that idea, the natural law idea, pushing back against this divine yes. right. Yeah, yeah. So the, you can take the concept of natural law and push it to stupid extremes. Like you know, I mean, was it um, Aristotle believed in in having a king and you know over everybody else? And so that that some well, people Plato's would say, Republic well, that's... was was, was the a benevolent dictator, right? The, the philosopher king, mm-hmm. right? right? Exactly. So, so wise and smart that you know what he just really needs to make the the, the, the decisions for everybody. Every, for right. everybody, but he would still be bound by a certain. He would realize that as a good governor, you, you would have to respect certain natural laws. I would imagine, right? Yeah. So, the, so uh, then Locke was a 17th century English uh, philosopher. And yeah, he was. He, he uh, talked about the concept of natural rights and advancing the idea of life, liberty, and property. Right. And then that's where Thomas Jefferson picked up and got our uh, the opening to life, the, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Right. Y- yeah. Right. And the opening line of the uh, 
Constitution. Can you help me here? Here we uh, hold these truths. Oh, yeah. that's that's and the Declaration. That's of declaration. Yeah. Uh, when, in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for a people to dissolve the political bonds which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth a separate, an equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect for the opinion. I, I'm, okay, I got to right, get to can, that point. <laughs> we hold these truths. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights, which among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Okay, there we go. Now, so. I don't even know if I want to go. So you have him, and then George, and then George Mason was a, a Virginian, and Virginian Declaration of Rights said the same kind of thing: all men are born equally free, certain inherent natural rights. That, that, that. Uh, this is these are these are in the slave South. I know. Yeah, I was I was thinking as you read that we, we have we have to put a little caveat here that they would say these things while they still own slaves. Yes, I mean, was did they, did they just was it just the highest level of of cognitive dissonance? Or the only other way to get out of it is saying, well, Africans aren't really men. And that's not cool. Right. So, so, so how did they get out of it? How yeah. did they get I, around it? I don't know. I mean, I it, mean, on a practical level of not wanting to insert, of, of freeing slaves at the time of de- declaring independence because you'd lose half the country. Yeah. I mean, so from a practical level, I get that not following through with it. Yeah. But it's almost like they don't even hear themselves talking. Yes. And there's a lot of that. There's, 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 a, there's a lot of people not hearing themselves talking, and then you, you have to suspect that. But I, I understand that some of the founding fathers actually did say, no, these principles mean that we need to end slavery. And right. then there's a big debate over it, and they realized that they couldn't possibly and, and have then a country a, there's, if they And did also that. There's, there's the theory that the men realized that the country wasn't ready for that now, but we're going to put it in the Constitution that will set up yeah. the future events that will... Right. Eventually free the slaves. Now, you could make the same argument about, about women. You know, if they're, if they're saying everybody is equally free, and, all, and they, they, what about women? Do they, why, how come they don't have a right to vote? They have the exact same rights yeah. as, as, as men. Yeah. yeah so, so um, these natural rights, there are all, all kinds of them, but things like act in self defense, own property, work and enjoy the fruits of one's own labor, right? Freedom to worship. Security in your home, thinking freely. Mm-hmm. These are all, they're not specific and nailed down. Yeah. But these are the kinds of things that, so that they're, oh, would you want to get to uh, endowed by the creator? Well, I actually, I got to something else. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. as you went through that list, I thought that was a pretty good list. But I had read, somebody said, the most lucid and popular exposition of natural law is to be found in the appendix, Illustrations of the Tao, to C.S. Lewis's little book, The Abolition of Man. I don't know if you've read that one. But no. Lewis, by, by the Tao, he means sort of this universal sense of what's good. And Lewis, who's a... You mean in, in a Tao Te Ching, Lutz, Lao Tzu yeah, kind of way? But yes, but, but by the Tao, he doesn't mean specifically Tao Te Ching. He means, that he's just calling it that. And he says he sees it everywhere. Because Lewis was an incredibly broadly read man. He read uh-huh. everything in the world. Right. And... He said he sees the same, you know, nobody mm. nobody believes in that lying is a good thing. Nobody right, believes that right. disloyalty is a good thing. So he came up with these eight universal laws. The law of general beneficence, the law of special beneficence, duties to parents, and by elders, doing and that, ancestors. I'll just interject. Uh, yeah. By doing that, he, he specifically saying not Western values. Yes, exactly. That, right? This yeah. is what's bigger than that. Yes. It's He's saying this isn't, this isn't from the Bible. This isn't from mm. the church. Yeah. This is a universal thing. We see it in gotcha. Islam. We see it in, in uh, Buddhism. We see it everywhere. So the law of justice, the law of good faith and veracity, the law of mercy. So he comes up with this uh-huh. list. So if you're curious about, you know, 
what is the Tao and all that. Get the abolition of man and read the appendix. Or listen to our show. Or listen to our show. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So we have, so natural rights is, the, the concept is that it's something that uh, sits above the state. It's Exactly. It's something, yeah. it's a right that you have irrespective of whether anybody recognizes it. Yes, and, and these things, there's other rights that we'll get to that can be taken away from you, but there are things that doesn't, there, right, no new government can come in and decide which of these rights you're allowed to have and not have. And Thomas Jefferson would argue that when they do that, yes, they lose the right to govern. And you have the right and obligation to... To kick them, kick their butts, <laughs> right? That's right, Yeah. So then we then we get into, so that brings us into the question of natural rights versus legal rights, um, and the, the, oh wait let, let's um uh, what about the Universal Declaration okay. of, of Rights because yeah. we've sort of identified that that you've got these Enlightenment right men who have identified this as as uh, you know it's a thing and, and it was which was the foundation of the Constitu- uh, Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And then it was some time later, 1948, right, I guess after the after World War II, yeah. that we declared uh, somebody, or actually uh, old Eleanor was involved in... Now the question, I guess the question would be when the UN said that, this is a Universal Declaration of Human Rights, yeah. were, they, were they decreeing it to be so... Or were they recognizing it to be so? The kind of decreeing, I think, the Universal Declaration of, created a standard for standard for protecting the rights of all people, regardless of the nation in which they reside. It gives the United Nations the authority to take actions. Yeah, I mean, so it's, I mean, so, talking about picking and choosing, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, so they're saying that they have the authority to establish a worldwide standard. No nation can break these fundamental rights of people. They're not really addressing the question of where these rights come from, whether they're natural rights, whether they're any of that. They're just right. saying, and, they're saying not... we by fiat are saying this is the way it is. So is that natural or is that, no, no, is that imposed by nations on well, other that, nations? That's a legal right. I mean, yeah. to, to whatever extent the UN has any legal authority. Or, 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 or really any get. stones to or do, do anything. anything. Right, yeah. So I think... I suspect, I haven't read the Universal Declaration, I should have done that. Um, I think that they are just decreeing that this is, this is what we're going to, this is what the United Nations is going to stand for, these rights, any nation that breaks those. But at, the, like at this time, the only, the only nations that had both adhered to and deeply broken them were European nations. Mm-hmm. So are, 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 is this, uh, what, is, what do they call this? Cultural imposition? Is that the name you came <laughs> C- up with? Cultural imperialism or something yeah, like yeah. that? So, or, or yeah, is so this, is this a, a European idea that they have decided is, is good and right for the entire planet? Yeah, I wonder how much Im- influence the Congo had over the Universal <laughs> Declaration of, or... Or Paraguay, or, you know. Yeah, right? it, was just, it was just like guilt over the Holocaust. Right. And now we're going to say, we did this terrible thing, and we want to make sure nobody else does this thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we, n- we never did anything like that. <laughs> what, why are you why, now? Yes, why are you bugging so, us? Why, yeah, and why, what, now you're some you're some world government that's going to tell us what go, what what's uh, considered a human right inside my own country? Right. I mean, I imagine, but, I don't, I don't know was, what kind there, of pushback there, might, there, there might have been some pushback, but there's, that's a big thing that happens... 
frequently where, you know, the United States or some other country goes into some other country and says, we require you to behave this way. You know, you can't, you can't have multiple marriages. You can't do, there's this really funny story when the British were in India and apparently there was this custom in India at the time that the, if a, if a man died, then they would burn the wife. You know, when all right. The, I'm not getting the funny part, but go ahead. Okay. Oh, you don't you mean funny, ha huh, ha. Huh, not, not, mean. not funny there. It's, it's going to get funny in a minute. <laughs> okay. So, so there's apparently this custom that when the when the husband was was dead, that the, the wife would be buried with him as well. And the uh, the British commander came in and said, "You can't do that." And they said, "It's well, it's our custom to do that." Right. And he said. Well, it's our custom to hang people who do, <laughs> who do that. Yeah, right? So, yeah, there, you you know, there you go. Right, Your there, custom versus ours. Part. That's the funny part. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's good. Uh, all right, so that's somehow... Now Now, now we've got universal human rights. We went from barely any rights to this... Or to the rights that are granted to you by a specific king mm-hmm. to natural rights, which exist independent of any king... Uh, to universal human rights, which are applied to everyone on the planet, so says the UN. Yeah, I guess it, it, you know, it harkens back a little bit to the Lex Rex Rex Lex controversy. You know, is is the king law or is the law king? Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. that that was a big controversy in the what 16th century or something like that. So um, speaking, of, oh well, I, I, this is a good time to talk about. The Bill of Rights, which people think that these people totally misunderstand. And it wasn't until I was well into my adulthood that I was explained to me that these are not rights granted to you by the government. Right. They are a list of... They're a list of things that they're saying, we're recognizing that people have these rights. And, And mostly, we are making a list... Of the things that the government is not allowed to do. Yeah, and so I think there's, there's, it's this. It's not. Uh, I don't know. How, there's a proper term for this. It's not assertive. It's defensive or something like that. You know, it's not saying what the rights are. It's what you have the rights from. Yeah. So there was a the strong, limitation. There was a strong argument at the time not to have a bill of rights. They were afraid that by listing a bill of rights, people would say, "Well, wait a minute." That means only we only have the rights that you've listed in that Bill of Rights. Right. And that's why we have the Ninth and Tenth Amendments, exactly. which, which say, okay, just because we didn't mention it doesn't mean the people don't have those rights. Whatever, yeah, that whatever good, powers that was a, have that, not been That was given a good one. When they got, uh, yeah, they, made their, they, they got through uh, speech and guns and, well, that, that one's weird. Search and seizure. Search and, and seizure right. and uh, the, the fifth and the sixth. Uh, Jury this, trials and all kinds of stuff. Right. right. And they're like, all right, so we done here like... Well, not really. These are just the ones I want to point that we feel like we really need to point out. Right. And then they, and then, right. So then that's called what? What's what are those? Uh, what's nine and ten are talking about? Well, another un- kind un- of right. Unenumerated. Unenumerated. Rights. Right. Rights. So they're saying yeah. that if that the the people retain the r- rights, it, whatever is not specifically delegated to the to the federal government, uh, the rights reside with the state and the people. Right. So and just because we didn't mention it, yeah, doesn't mean that there. are are also some other rights in here, mm-hmm. which is, do you want to do abortion real yeah, quick? Yeah, so that's, the, I mean, that's sort of the basis for finding things like a right to privacy, uh-huh. where you say, okay, so well, there's, so there's, there's no, no right, right to privacy. There's no the right to privacy in any of these. Right, okay. and there's no right to the privacy in the Constitution. Okay. At least not explicitly. 
So the question then becomes: right. you could have you could have two kinds of unenumerated rights. It seems to me, one would be something that, e- even though the Constitution doesn't expressly state it as a right, it's assumed in other things that are stated. Uh-huh. Like for example, uh, if they say that you have to be able to have a jury trial, then th- th- that that assumes certain things about the way the the culture works and people have to serve on juries and other other kinds of things, right? So one co- concept of an, an unenumerated right, right is it's implied by things in the Constitution. Another concept of an unenumerated right is, sorry, you just have that right because you do, because you're a human being and you have that right. Whether yes. the Constitution mentions it at all, you have that right. But with the right to privacy, which was the, the underlying argument for uh, Roe v. Wade, that they said it was from emanations and penumbras of the Constitution. They, they felt that it was somehow built into things like no search and seizure, no, no... Yeah, yeah, they're like, well, it's kind of, it's, it's, there's a little bit of, uh, there, there's, fir- there's some first, there's some fourth, there's some fifth, mm-hmm. don't forget the ninth and the tenth, without being able to say we can point to the place. It's just that if you combine, if you take the right combination of these, right. you come up with, yeah, I mean, I, and but the, of course that doesn't resolve the abortion decision because if people have a right to life, does the infant have a right to life? You know, exactly. so so how do you how do you weigh the right of the the right to life of the infant versus the right to privacy of the mother? So yes. so even if you admit, even if you say yes, there is a right to privacy in the Constitution, that doesn't necessarily become a slam dunk for being pro-abortion. Right, but or. Saying right to life is a slam dunk. It's just right. It's right there. It's one of the top three. Right. Is it, right. <laughs> well, that's in the Declaration, not in the. Not oh, in the, in the Constitution. well, yeah. but that is at the top of what we consider to be natural rights. Yes, mm-hmm. the right to life. Yes. So it, that would seem like you would go. Remember, we did the the abortion execution matrix, <laughs> and right. you know, I would say the hard line on that one would be. Yeah, no abortion and no execution if you're going to go hardcore right to life. Yes. Right? Yes. And that's a lot of people argue that way. Yeah, there's some... A lot of people argue that way. They say the right to life is the most fundamental right because no other right matters if you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fair argument. (laughs) Right. So, So people will say the right to life is... That capital punishment is contrary to a right to life. Now, I don't personally believe that, but that's, that's what a lot of people will argue. Right. Yeah. And so we, so we have this, this conflict between uh, the idea that the state gives you your rights. Yes. Right? Like the state, you don't have a right to privacy except that the government says you have a right to privacy. You don't have a right to keep and bear arms except that the government says you have a right to keep right. and bear arms. Right. So that is a, a big problem with one perspective on the Bill of Rights. Well, it's not in the Bill of Rights. You don't have that right. And this idea that all of our rights come from the government, right. which is fundamentally at odds with what the Declaration of Independence is all about. Yeah, what, what, yes, what natural law is yes. all about. Mm-hmm. But so do you want to move on to the next, to, to legal rights? Yeah. The other, yeah so, there, so, so that's natural rights mm-hmm. and some other things. Mm-hmm. And you would say that the next, not contrary to, but, you know, the other half of rights 
are the legal rights. Yes. And you wouldn't say, like, you know, like these things are from country to country, you know, universal rights. Right? right to a speedy trial, the right to you know the, the things that we could the Miranda rights, you know, mm-hmm. so, you, you, right, yeah. right to a, a lawyer. You have right. To, right. Yeah, yeah. Those things aren't natural rights. Those that's are, a, that's those a, are those things are, that work are, in our environment. A contract between the citizen and the yeah. government. That's right. that type of a right. You, you could easily see somebody who lives in an environment where everybody has to have a horse. You know, you could have a. It would <laughs> yeah, be yeah. different than in this environment where everybody has to have a boat. You know, there could be different kinds of ideas about what kind of legal rights that you have in different environments and different jurisdictions and things. And well, so what con- what constitutes civil rights? Yeah, actually, that's a good question. Yeah, so what? that's a, the, the uh, guarantees equal social opportunities and equal protection under the law, regardless of race, religion, or other personal characteristics. Yeah, so I think so, the, the idea there is in order to have if you think civil, civil, civic, yeah. it's the concept citizens, of citizens, yeah. all, the, all those things gives you this idea of, well, you have the body politic, you have this group of people, you have, and they're all part of, they're, they're the citizens. So you can't start, and, you, say, you go, okay, we have these legal rights, they're not natural rights, these, mm-hmm. are, these are legal rights, but we can't pick and choose... Who gets to, who gets to vote and who gets to now? Many cultures you know. have done that. The Romans had well. I mean, citizens got certain rights yeah. and non-citizens had. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm a hundred percent for that. Somehow we've got the idea that anybody who sneaks into the country has the exact same rights as as Americans do. No, I'm all for the citizen rights. Now you you are you still are covered by human rights and you're still covered by. It's things like you know Miranda rights. Mm-hmm. You still get all, all all of those, but you don't get all Amer- rights as Americans. You don't vote. You don't. Yeah. You, you don't right. have the. You don't have the, the right to um, run for office or yeah. public uh, uh, public welfare. Right. Know? Yeah. So civil civil rights is. I mean, obviously, the context of the civil rights was that people were being denied certain rights because of their race, religion, and other, other kinds of characteristics. And we're saying, no, sorry, there's just like a, a baseline that everybody in the culture has these, every, all the citizens have these rights. Yeah, right to, right to public education, right to use public facilities, uh, right to protection from, from the police. So, for, so when, when Rodney King, the Rodney King incident... Mm-hmm. They went through and they said, according to police, you know, Los Angeles Police Department training guidelines, these men did nothing wrong. Hmm. Then the federal government came in. Said you're denying him his civil rights. He's denying his civil rights. Yeah. Which is yeah, so a, the, different t- a different type of... It's uh, a different standard. Because... The, for the the police department to set its own standards, every yeah. police department has to do that. They have to say these are the rules you're going to abide by. And, and, but that could vary from department to department. Yes, and it also isn't that just because they have those rules doesn't mean they're right. And they they might have a rule. This is the way we deal with the situation, which conflicts with some other kind of right that we think every citizen of the United States should have. Right. Yeah, so I think I think people have a right not to be beaten with batons <laughs> right, by the people who are there to serve and protect. <laughs> right. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, I think that's pretty so, fair. So, right. So, so civil rights is about the equal distribution 
of the uh, of rights. And also, yes, and also get kind of getting back to this idea that you have certain rights, whether the government grants them to you or not. You know, like you you could imagine a situation where, and we did have this situation where the government explicitly said white people have these rights and black people have these rights, and. This whole idea of civil rights is kind of getting back to the idea of, no, 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 the government can't do that. Right. That there's, that there's a law above the government. There are rights above what the government decrees. And if the government decrees something contrary to that, well, the government's wrong. Right. But, yes, the, the, the local government is wrong mm-hmm. in violation of what the federal government... In this particular right, case, yes. yes it, right, in right. this particular case. Right. right. Now... We've got. Do we need a down by our creator? You want to do that now, or do you want to talk yeah, about the expansion talk about, of rights? Well, let's talk about that because that's because, all right. So where do essential where, where, to where, get get back to that? What's what's the line? Go ahead. It's, they're endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, right. which among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So right. the idea is so natural, like you said, when you went all the way back to to the the Romans quoting the the Greeks. Yeah, they had their idea of natural rights but he makes it very clear and so it, yeah, these Thomas enlightenment Jefferson guys tie, ties it straight into god that, right that um god grants you certain rights and that that the fact that you are created by god in his image gives you these natural rights which can create some problems go ahead yes well you, we have okay so there's you hear this on the radio a lot where people say you know my rights come from god they don't come from the government right and that's that's bringing out this point of <clears throat> of natural law and natural rights, and that the government is to enforce rights, not to create them. And if we had a situation where we only have the rights that the government decrees, that's you know, that's kind of scary. That's it, it, it is. But what if you don't accept the fact that there's a, what, what yeah. if you want these rights yeah. and reject the idea of a creator? Yes, you're exactly. like, well, wait a minute. So you want all the rights from this creator that you that has been laid out for you, and then you deny the creator? How about this? I deny you the rights because <laughs> they're not based on anything, right? I mean, it's, so the, a, it's, a, question, sticky, it's a sticky situation the, if you get too heavy into this creator business. Yes. The, the question is, is it impossible to justify the concept of natural rights yes. apart from appeal to a creator? Exactly. And that I think, is the sticky widget. Yeah. And I think the answer is no, because there are certain things that are obvious rights. Like, for example, the right to self-defense. <laughs> right. I mean, Every, going back to your uh, down the towel. Yeah. yeah. So, but if you think about it, it's, every it's so critter, universal that we don't really need to appeal to the creator. It's not even right? a human right. It's every, <laughs> every creature in the on the planet. Defends itself. <laughs> you would say, yeah, he's got a right to do yeah, that. Says, yes. If you know, if your kid is pulling the cat's tail and the cat scratches him, <laughs> it's like, well, the cat. <laughs> sorry, yeah, you're gonna have to. You're right. You're, everybody would understand because they're gonna come down on the rights of the cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, because the, everybody fundamentally has a right to defend themselves. That that has nothing to do with God. Yeah. It has nothing to do yeah. with anything else. It has nothing to do with governments. It's just, about, you uh, have yeah, that right. You know, like. To work and enjoy the fruits of one's own labor. Right. Right? I mean, you feel like, yeah, do I have to explain that? Well, yeah, because we're communists and we don't really uh, get, how, <laughs> get how that works. Yes, so all of these things are violated by, by communists who reject the, reject the uh, creator part. And then after that, they go, no, no, no. There are zero rights. 
that do not come from you come to you from the government. The government. Yeah. And I'm just trying. I'm just trying to find a place in here where I can go. I can speak for the people who don't believe in the creator and not go full commie. Yeah. So I, I think you can base some of them on observing the natural world. Like uh-huh. I said about self-defense, yes. that, that would be one nice, that you yeah. could, you could just look at nature and say, you have this right. Now, something like enjoy the fruits of your labor, Private you, know, you, property. Can't, you can't really see that in the natural world because when the, you know, when the, one animal tries to get the fish. The other animal comes and steals it from him. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty yeah, normal. Or, or um, one groundhog will take the hole from another groundhog. Exactly. I mean, animals you know I mean? are vicious. Yeah. <laughs> or, so you're, not, you're not like, you've just violated the rights of that other groundhog. <laughs> yes. Or, and, Tony Phil. And pre- pretty soon, as we drive up and down the parkway, we're going to see various uh, invasive species Climbing up the trees, strangling them to death. Well, yeah, you know, like yeah. does the tree have a right? To... Uh, yeah, I mean, there's only so there, there's only there's only so many so much inspiration I want to get from nature. Yes, exactly, because <laughs> nature is red in tooth and claw, and and things are are nasty, brutal, and short. Yeah, but the idea of how can how can an atheist yeah appeal uh, to appeal natural. to the idea of natural law? It's it's without a, it's talk a, without bringing in debt without can extract endowed from our creator from that sentence and mm-hmm. have it, that sentence still work. Right. So I think, I think here's, here's a possible approach, which would be to say, look, I'm not arguing that there's some platonic ideal of perfect law. Yeah. I'm not arguing that God has granted individual rights. What I'm saying is that in order to have a useful government, in order to have a useful civic political thing, we have to believe that there are certain things that the government can't transgress, that there are things above the government. Okay? Yeah. There's a sense of right and wrong, that there's a that there are certain things but that I'm have just to be a government. You've lost some of your juice when you take yes. the creator out. You, yes, you have. <laughs> you have lost some of the, the some of the polemic appeal and some yeah. of your ability to argue. But I think it is possible to say that you well, know, we don't Yeah, largely I think human beings are Pretty okay with this idea, yes. without the creator going. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, the the idea is just basically no. Come on, there, there has to be some limit on the power of government. Yeah, which means there has to be some law above government. Which means there have to be some something kind of like natural rights. Yeah, that exist irrespective of the government. So I, I don't. I don't know that. You, yeah, I don't know that you have to invoke God, but it certainly makes it a whole lot easier. It sure does. Yeah. All right. Give me a. Uh, what about the, what about uh, is this set of rights was that set in stone in the seventeenth century or uh, what do you think about the expansion of rights? Wow. I mean, well, I, generally speaking, I think that we ought to expand rights as as we get more prosperous, as we learn more about you know what goes on with people, as we learn more psychologically, as we learn the the way people live. You know, somebody somebody in Plato's day wouldn't have understood certain things about humanity that we understand nowadays. So I think just as there, there should be a floor below which we don't want anybody to fall mm-hmm. and, and economically. Right. And in exactly the same way, I think there should be sort of a, floor, a moral floor or a, a question of, no, people deserve this level of respect and this level of 
independence and other kinds of things. Mm. And I think as which, wait, wait, humanity which is, progresses, and that, which is led, which has led to you know our welfare system. Yes, right? and and it's an expanding thing. You know, we in the United States we have a tendency to view slavery as uniquely an American thing, which is just nonsense. Yeah. Slavery was the normal thing all over the world, <laughs> everywhere, until for, forever. Recently. And we got rid of slavery bef- after some people, but before many other people, yeah. right? And But this, this is something where our, our understanding of human rights has kind of developed over time, where 500 years ago, the most pious, reasonable, nice person you could find still believed it was okay to have slaves. <laughs> yeah. But... Now we realize, now we're horrified by the idea and we think, no, that's ridiculous. And, and I hope that as humanity progresses, you know, we kind of learn new things and say. All right, but I see, I see people chanting in the streets like they do. Uh, healthcare is a human right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Housing is a human right. Abortion yep. is a human right. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, 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 what there's always going to be some give and take and some fight and some argument about this stuff. But I, but then I, I wonder, so it's, is it a natural right? It's not a natural right. Mm-hmm. So it's a legal right. And on, on what grounds have you decided that housing, and this, this could go to our, our show of, have you thought this through? Yeah. So what if I just went out and said, I'm not paying my rent anymore and um, I'm just going to... Demand that the government provide housing for me. Yeah. Don't you realize like, you, the problem that you run into by calling this? Or by uh, calling by calling healthcare a, a human right? Does that mean you're you're requiring the labor of nurses and doctors? Right? Do, right. do they get to be paid? So there there are all these difficult questions. Whenever you come up with a right to something, there are other implications to that. And if you if you want to say people have a right to free speech, that means other people are going to be offended. You know, yeah. so so there's always a, a back and forth. True. And I think I think a lot of these claims about these new rights is just going to be a question of kind of working it out and people coming to a, a general consensus about yeah, we think it's kind of better if people can have that not be taken away from them. Right. Or what I think is is probably more important than housing and health care is three nutritious meals a day. <laughs> sure. I mean, that's certainly better for keeping soul and body together. Is, yeah. yeah. Now, is that become, uh, what point does that become, or how, on what grounds do you say this is a human right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and who's up, and does that mean that somebody else is obligated to go out and farm the land so that you can have those three yeah, meters. And have you just denied some rights over here. Exactly. So, sorry, no, Trade you, you, mu- you must go farm and work on the farm because these other people have a right to eat the food that you're going to grow. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, all those things, there's always trade-offs. And... All right. Well, there, uh, this, it's... It's an, it's an interesting fasc- topic. It's a, yes, it's a fascinating topic because it's so... People don't think about what they're saying. Yes. And actually, I didn't either. Really. I just sat down and started making some lists and mm-hmm. doing, doing five minutes of research. You know, yeah. like, All right, so what do I mean? Because me and every other human being freely tosses the words around like we know exactly what we're talking about. But it's uh, it's deep and complicated with long histories and yes. implications. And uh, 
Yes, that's that's why we need philosophers, I suppose. But <laughs> they're, they're supposed to help us understand those uh, things, although they gosh, don't ever seem to. They seem to make things more complicated. Yeah, than, than less complicated. well, actually, that was going to say, and politicians. Boy, that's, oh, a, that's boy. a tough one to swallow. Yes, there. that's yeah. Depends Sheesh, what are yeah, they? We, yeah, right. A thousand politicians at the bottom of the ocean. What is, is that called? A good start. Uh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> right. So, can I've got a man of the week, but uh, I also have. Uh, how about let's let's do a, ba- a mailbag. Yeah. Here. Okay. Let's. See. We All have right. a couple that are been. Laying around for a bit. We yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Island Bum writes, uh, I heard your show about Sam Brenton and the erosion of standards. Mm-hmm. Have you old fuddy duddies considered that it's just the evolution of standards? In the 50s, all men wore hats outside and removed them indoors. Now you see men everywhere wearing baseball caps at the dinner table. Grown men wear shorts and flip-flops on a plane. You guys might have a problem with that, but most people accept that that's the evolution of standards. It's not the end of civilization. Well, first off... The fuddy duddy, old fuddy duddy remark, I think, was a little egregious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. However, so what about just going? Hey, the Sam, we're we're going to have more Sam Brentons in the office, and uh, hey, just get used to it. It's uh, it's in the modern world. So just the other day, I was on a Zoom call with a colleague, and I was I was wearing a professional shirt and a sweater, and. And he said, you know, I hope you didn't dress up for me. And I was like, you know, I, no, I just, this is, this is me. Right. I, I wear shirts like this. I don't, I, I don't go outside in a t-shirt. I think, I think that there should be a level of decorum that we all accept. Now, where exactly the, you draw the line is going to be a matter of, of debate among people. Right. And I'm not saying that somebody walking around outside in flip-flops and shorts should be arrested or caned or anything. You know, I'm just saying, wouldn't it be better? Wouldn't well, what society... about a bald-headed, bearded man with lipstick and a dress <laughs> working at the highest levels of the federal government? Yeah. Can there, we, can, can we... There ought to be, there ought to be <laughs> some place where we draw the line on these things. Otherwise, otherwise, what are you, you going to allow people pee on the street? <laughs> yeah, I no? bum of you. I thought where this is right. takes where, where, How far are you willing to go with this? Are you going to say that people can get on planes naked? Are are you going to say that people can can fornicate on on the planes? I mean, come on. I rip. mean, it's it's it's. I mean, he is right about you know the men in the fifties. Now, I mean, we have seen this. Uh, well, he we call it we could call it evolution. We could call it degradation. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, change in any event. Right? It's, it's been a change, and obviously standards go this way and that. You know, it's not. I would as like if, to see more men in hats. Yes. frankly. and you know the thing is. <laughs> A lot of people are under this weird impression that everything is going in the same direction, you know, because they have they only they only view things in a very small time frame, yes. and they think that like everything is moving towards being casual. Well, well that's happened before, and then yeah. it went back towards being formal, and then it went just, back towards just like being... just like um, uh, prudishness and yes. uh, you know licentiousness was, uh, exactly. Yeah. So the twenties, nineteen twenties, were very loose. Right. And then things got things, much things stricter. Up and... Yeah, and those things are influenced by all kinds of different factors. Sometimes it's it's economic. Right. When times are tough, people are generally speaking much more conservative about matters of dress and behavior and that okay. sort of thing. But there's um, so yes, these things change, and yes, they move this way and that. And uh, okay, fine. I, I I don't get your point, but <laughs> the, I'm just saying. I think it would the world would be a nicer place if people dressed a little bit better, 
and had a little bit more respect for one another in public. Yeah, and and why can't uh, Sam Brenton do that on his own time and uh, not clickety-clack in his high heels <laughs> through the halls of Congress and force everyone else to celebrate it? Right. Yeah. So where's where is the standard? Where is the rights of all those other people who have to put up with this nonsense? Right. Should there be no standards, Silent Bomb? Yeah. I, you I, are canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't bum. But uh, keep listening. Keep listening. But right. uh, but try to learn a little bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill. If you enjoy the show, please tell a friend. We would like to say share it on social media, but we hate social media. Just tell a friend in real life. That would be lovely. Thank you very much.